The following content isn't falling for this Rihanna pregnancy shit until we see a sonogram and a sign and a sign notification in blood. Start the show. I ain't believing it until I see it. If I see it, I want to see the fetus. I want to see the. I want to see that black Caribbean fetus. So I, I, I guess there is a career path um, that one can take, where you can be, um, I guess, a, a mediocre impersonator of Houston-based music, oh. and um, still get a billionaire princess pregnant. <laughs> I guess that is a thing that one can aspire to now. So hit him with the air horns? Nah. No. Fuck him. No damn air horns. <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I am still the winter soldier. <laughs> Let's go. Not the winter soldier with the bionic arm. Summer man. soldier. Sorry. <laughs> Summer soldier. Winter soldier with a sweat rag. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it is episode 162. 162. We're here, fam. Yeah. Somehow. Uh, well, yeah, we made it. Uh, shout out to the new listeners. Shout out, uh, what the fuck are y'all doing here? <laughs> so, Like, somebody brought y'all to the party and just left y'all. Would you mind telling us who brought you here? Will, tell us who brought you here. Name names. How the fuck did you get here? Keep them accountable. Like I am known as a podcaster at at my hair place, like at the place I get my hair done. Like, the, like we're out there. Like it, it's weird. Uh, the only place I'm not known is my job, and it's like thank God on one hand. On the other hand, I feel like they talk to me with a little less bass in their voice. Hmm. I do, and, and, and by them I mean the customers. The coworkers <laughs> are fine. The customers. Let me tell you something. Well, I'll get into that later. Oh, uh, shout out to the new listeners, the old listeners, the day ones, and the last days. Maybe you're sick of the shit. Yeah, we thought some of y'all were gone for a while. We all <laughs> popping back up. <laughs> we didn't know what the fuck happened to a few of y'all. <laughs> Um, Y'all just needed a break from us. That's understandable. Uh, hey, hey, hey! I get sick of hearing me too sometimes. Um, that's what Jack Daniels is for. Mm. What else? Shut the fuck up. Okay, let me take some of these <laughs> shots. Want to hear from me no more for the rest of the evening? Um, I guess we. Uh, well, how's your week, D. Randall? Ah, it went by fast. I mean, that's it's, that's really all I can say. It went by fast mainly because I know after this coming week, I am off for the rest of the year. Hey. I'm just, I'm just, I'm literally on cruise control right now at the day job, and they know it. Oh, don't you love that feeling? <laughs> you love that feeling? Just 
Yeah, I'll probably get to it. I probably won't. <laughs> or when they tell you, eh, we know you're not going to do too much because you're about to go back on vacation. Thank you for acknowledging. As long as you know. And you are correct. <laughs> you are spot on. Don't ask me any dumbass questions. Let me let, let me fuck around and get my two weeks going at this motherfucking job. That is going to be the most lit two weeks of, my, uh, of your life. It's, it's, you know, office space was just basically how fast can I get fired? Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to turn into, the nigga office space. Are you going to fire me before I quit? Right. Right. <laughs> How fast can you find a replacement before I start wilding the fuck out? <laughs> um, so, which brings me to flowers, actually. Um, we do occasionally give flowers to people in our personal lives mm-hmm. on this podcast, which is, which is acceptable because we are humans and we are people and we... We didn't. We didn't get here by ourselves, and we we need to acknowledge the people that mean something to us personally, uh, as well as uh, professionally. People that listen to this podcast, people that helped us uh, grow this brand into what it is. So, uh, my sister, my sister Latanza, let me tell y'all something. I had a rough week. The way, the way Randall said his week flew by. My shit dragged. Mm. My shit. My shit dragged the fuck on. Um, this was a really a test of my like personal well being. This was a test of my patience with humans. The last job it took me ten years to get to the point where I was about to punch somebody in the fucking face. This I been at this job five months. I almost punched two two particular people customers clients in the face twice in one week Damn. i mean slid double homicide i I mean a dude almost without going into too much uh detail a sliding i mean (laughs) a old what 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 are you saying what what did the ghetto boy say drop them fifth ward bees on them yeah, it was almost a wrap, and uh, it, it, all of it was really culminating to what has been the past week, like a crisis of faith on my part. Mm. Uh, I'm a real nigga. I can I can admit these things. All right, a crisis of faith where I just I was questioning everything. I was questioning my worth in the world. I was questioning my worth with myself. Everything. Um, being in between jobs and then going into a job that really kind of wasn't your first choice and really wasn't what you signed up for really test how you feel about these things. And my sister, my heart and soul, I reached out to her. We were talking about a whole other thing, and then it kind of wrapped up. It kind of it kind of made the full circle and wrapped around to my well being and my mental health. Something that I have not been honest about a hundred percent with the people in my life um, until recently. And I told her this, and, and people always people say I know what to say. This chick always knows what to say, and she said. And I was like, it really got me questioning kind of my worth out here in the world, my value. And she goes, well, that's your first problem. 
you know better. And I know you know better because you said it yourself. We should not be looking to the world to to define us or to uh, tell us our value. Ever. 100% true. Ever. Period. Point blank. Period. The end. Um, and she got into a lot of other real shit that I need that I need to hear as somebody that was having a confidence problem. And it really picked me up because, you know, one of my biggest fears. I can admit this here. I can admit this anywhere. I'm not used to having people really just believe in me. I'm not used to having like I'm not used to having cheerleaders. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. People that just really just ride or die, bad boys for life, you got this. In my in the course of my life, and I say, I mean the past few, I'm past recent years, this is a new phenomenon for me. And my biggest fear is that is that imposter syndrome getting in and realizing that. Maybe that I'm some kind of fraud and that or some kind of fake or that I'm not really somehow what I've done doesn't count and letting those people down because I feel like believing in someone is an investment. Maybe not of money, but of your time, of your energy, mm-hmm. of the positive energy you could be putting out into the world anywhere else. And to see people that I love, that I believe in, whose opinions I regard highly, the idea that they might be wasting their time on me because that imposter syndrome gets in. It's real. It's real. It's, it, it's a real thing, and that's that's probably my biggest fear ever. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, as an example of how long it took even to get this podcast started after I, I initially presented you with the idea. Took a while. It did. It did. It took a while. And I can understand now how you might be working through those things in order to get to the point where you, you know, well, now 160 plus, so plus episodes, episodes later, you know. Um, Here we are. Yeah. And we're really in a groove and, you know, we know what we're doing. And honestly, this is the intern. This is almost like the internship I've avoided all my life. <laughs> I I was I had a moral stance against all that shit, but all that to say, um, sis really picked me up, really picked me up, and really, fam, and it was like, fam, do get out here and do what we know you can do because honestly, the reason people believe in you has nothing to do with the work you produce and put out into the world. It's the shit that you do naturally. As a human being, every day you wake up. And that shook me. Mm. And somebody that suffers from imposter syndrome all the time, that's a that's a shaker because we're not going no because that's people telling you, we're not going no motherfucking where. Yeah. So now you ain't got nothing to worry about. No excuses. Get your ass up. Get your ass out there and do whatever you got to do. We don't give a fuck if you never make a dime off of any of this shit. Yeah, hit her with the air horns on that. And so, 
I needed that, and I needed that probably. I need probably needed that all year. And so, shout out to somebody who, from the day we crossed paths, has never given up on me. Who I have never given up on. Who I, 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 I don't know where I'd be without her light and her positivity and her overall respect for me as a human being and who understands and listens and is listened to in return and just respects me as a man and as a human being out here. I don't know where I'd be and I'm and she as she said, thank God I never have to find out. I love you for life, sis. Deep. If I if this if this ever goes anywhere, <laughs> your name gonna be at the top in the fucking liner notes or whatever. Thank you. Let's go. So flowers to you. Um, hit her with the air horns. Again, man. That's family. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's that's a small sample of community right there. That's how community should be. Um, having said all that, going into humans ain't shit. Mm. Y'all, leave Toby in the wig way and fat alone. Leave the the leave the family in the wig way alone, please. Um, lately they were there was an interview. I don't know. And then I always wonder. There's a lot of interviews where it just be random, and you be like. Who happened to be watching this show? And so anyway, it was, it was some interview. I don't even know who they, who was talking to them or what. And they were just talking about, I guess, how they met and their relationship and how their relationship progressed and all that shit. And Toby was very open. And was like, when we first met and we're in the same circles, I really wasn't fucking with her like that. And, you know, uh, she felt, and of course, Fat felt differently and just was head over heels for him, and he wasn't really feeling it like that. And so she stuck in and chased him until he came around. That's what this, that's what this story sounds like to me. And the internet lost its fucking shit and decided that, because he wasn't into her like that originally, that Toby is some kind of fucking monster and that Fat is some evil pick-me monster that is just bringing down other women somehow. (laughs) I hate that shit too, but I'll get to that. Put a pin in that. And I'll tell you why. But first, this story is nothing new. This story don't sound any different from any relationship story I have ever heard. The only difference is it's usually the woman that ain't feeling the nigga and the nigga that has to come harder Mm -hmm. until the woman comes around. A lot of your parents share the same story. Mm. I'm just going to put it out there. Mm. Since y'all always want to talk about how people's parents' relationships ain't shit, 
a lot of your parents have the same story. Guaranteed. I, I This is a fact. And I didn't get it for a while. And it was actually my sister that actually... Um, that actually brought me around to the idea of what this is really about, which is, and this is not dissing women. This is not overanalyzing women. I don't have a problem with this one way or the other because I don't have a horse in that race. But there are some women out here in this generation that aren't really concerned with being somebody's husband. If they end up being somebody's husband, that's cool. But it's really more of a get your success, get your money, build your build your shit up. And if you can fit a nigga in there, so be it. Not everyone feels that way. That is correct. Not everyone feels that way for them. And some people are still traditional. And for this generation, that looks differently and is responded to in kind of a, not a violent way, but in kind of a very knee-jerk, angry way. Because it's not considered the norm anymore. You know, my, my, my response to people basically is, if they look happy today, three, year, uh, three kids and however many years later, that's really all that matters. Like, are y'all, are y'all, are, are people really going to be critical of someone's relationship when however it's however it originated began several years ago? Like, why are you passing judgment on some shit that, that has already come to pass? If they look happy and they and, and by all accounts they are, y'all should just leave it at that. If she if she wants to have a, a new kid by this dude every single year. They do be pumping them out. And they appear happy. Let them do it. I think my biggest thing is, where are y'all's relationships at? Because I can tell you right now, most of y'all that are passing judgment on these people, y'all don't even like the motherfuckers y'all in relationships with. Y'all mad because Toby didn't like her at first and then grew to love? Y'all are actively in committed monogamous relationships with other people and still don't even like them. Well, Y'all get on these apps and talk cash, money, shit about these people y'all are talking to and two weeks later be, be head over heels in love with them. Well, most, uh, let me not say most, a lot of people just want to have something to talk about, right? They, they want to have something that they can be critical of because most people are, are dissatisfied with where they are. It, it, it's one reason why talking about Will and Jada is such, you know, an addictive oh. thing to do. Because, you know, for a couple that for long has carried themselves as, you know, this unique and, and this wildly unique and well-adjusted couple, people have always looked for reasons to tear them down because they in their own lives are dissatisfied with what they have. Same thing with Fat and, and Toby. Uh, Fat and Toby seem very well adjusted. They seem very happy with where they are. So people, you know, regular, regular people like ourselves, um, those who are dissatisfied with their current situations 
want to feel better by, you know, bringing up, you know, some type of speculation that, you know, they must have been happy, unhappy at some point because of this, because it makes them feel better about their relationship. And making them into like cultural avatars. Yeah. For something that they didn't ask for. And so, I, I, yeah, y'all got to stop giving a shit about other people's marriage. Fix your shit. Toby, your shit. Toby ain't here for giving marriage advice. He, niggas here to 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 make music and say ooh at the end of every sentence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 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 here's my, and my other thing is that for y'all to talk so much shit. Well, no, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna go there because I just think it's. I just think it's wild that. Y'all don't put this shit, it, it, this kind of energy into y'all friends' relationships. You got friends right now that'll talk cash money shit about a motherfucker, he, about he or she ain't shit, get right back with them the next week, and y'all ain't going to do nothing but look at them and go, well, they grown. Mm. They grown. That's their business. Y'all can't do that here? Y'all weird. Y'all weird. Y'all give more of a fuck about these people than you give a fuck about the people's relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. Y'all weirdos, man. I don't know. I don't know what to say about you motherfuckers, man. Um, leave Toby and Fat alone. That's all I got to say. Leave them alone. Uh, do you know Toby is going to be actually be in, like, the next Transformers movie? Yeah. I, that I won't be watching. I was going to say, I, I'm probably not going to see it. Um, good for him. Shout out to the South Side. Shout out to A Leaf. Unless he is the main character, which I doubt. No, him and old girl from uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, Dominique Fishback. Um, because Mark Wahlberg has already infected the franchise, so I won't be watching. Um, because we know how I feel about that motherfucker. Um, song of the week. Let's go. Song of the week, gotta hit y'all with some new funk. Um, courtesy of who sent me this? Courtesy of DJ Macedonia, host of B Sots, uh, Radio B Sots, both sides of the surface. Uh, every Friday on Bonfire Radio, real radio for real people. Yeah, uh, shout out to him. He knows if there's two things I love, is Moonchild. And it is Alex Isley. And Moonchild and Alex Isley have combined forces or fusion gems or whatever uh, (laughs) to make this happy shit. Uh, So pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a good motherfucking show. And we'll be right back with more opinions. Oh, this is Moonchild featuring Alex Isley. It's called You Got One. Okay. Um, they put out a little, a little new little two piece to get y'all ready for what's to come, mm. and uh, this is one of them. And go ahead and get into it. We'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
that was You Got One by Moonchild featuring Alex Isley. It's kind of hitting. That was that's some smooth shit. That is some smooth shit. They got they got a whole thing going. Um, I I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a whole project, but um, I know Moonchild put out a little two piece. Um, get get everybody ready for what's to come. Uh, in 2022, I know it's some people. We're not gonna we're not gonna uh, go into it this episode because I know people are gonna ask us for the. For the year wrap up, what's who's next? Mm-hmm. But there are some people coming in twenty twenty two that stayed quiet or didn't necess- or didn't necessarily stay quiet, but mm-hmm. you know they're on the way. Um, and I think Moonchild is going to be one of them. Moonchild don't miss. Alex Isley don't miss. I know Alex Isley has a project coming up. Um. She everything she put out with Jack Dine been hidden. Um, so yeah, I I'm I definitely looking forward to Alex Isley. Um, I don't know. I think I I don't know. She's maybe she's like a music supervisor or something on Insecure. Alex Isley. Yeah, yeah. She does something. For she them. does something. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. I I when they were filming the last season. She kept like she kept appearing. Yeah. So, uh, good on her. Good on them. Great song. Uh, thank you, Mas- DJ Macedonia, uh, from Radio B Sots. Let me tell you something. This is not an advertisement, but I have to big up independent radio anytime I anytime I know about it. Absolutely. Barfire Radio is pi- are they are pioneers in. Internet radio, or what we call podcasting now, they've been doing this shit at least since 2012. Uh, my, I'd call, I call them my East Coast podcast brother and sister, in particular, uh, Tasty Quiche and Brother Conscious, Uncle Conscious, um, fam. Independent radio is so important. Independent radio. And how we interact with independent radio and independent content like that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they have been going steadily and adding content and keeping a consistent audience since 2012, maybe 2011, I'm not sure. Fam, that's a huge deal. I remember TK and the AM was a part of my Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. Fam, and the fact that they've gone from that to Friday Feelings to Am I the Asshole, um, oh God, uh, um, Inspirational Sundays, all that shit. Both sides of the surface been running for a few years now. It is so important to keep a strong audience and to keep an audience that believes in you and to remain consistent. They never take days off. They are on every time you turn on Bonfire Radio at the appointed times that they have that that they have they put their content out. Mm-hmm. They never take days off. Never. There's somebody programming the playlist in between shows. If there's no show on, there's somebody programming that playlist all the time. I can't imagine it. 
and they have day jobs and they have other things they do for revenue. Fam, you can't do podcasting anymore in New York without without Keisha. You can't. You can't. It can't be done without her without her her blessing, without the nod. And she got a day job. Man, I don't understand how people find all this time, especially in New York. She like the Jay Prince of podcasting? She getting there. She getting there. Mm. She getting there. I I wouldn't try it. I wouldn't bring my shit into town and not let her know. <laughs> what the I, fuck? I, I didn't realize podcasts were territorial like that. Not territorial, but I just... I just, people respect her opinion and respect her input. And she's been doing this for so long. She knows what she's doing. It's not official without her going, okay, they all right. Hmm. And I respect them for it. I just had to put that out there for a few, for, for just a few minutes that bonfire radio has been doing all the, all the things with independent black content that they have an audio festival, man. They have an audio festival. Before COVID, before any, everybody was trying to innovate, quote unquote, they were doing that. And this deserves your consideration. This I'm a fan. I'm a fan, a longtime listener. It deserves more of my consideration, to be honest with you. So when you know people are doing things like this that nobody else is really doing, when you know people are out here heavy with the independent content and trying to expand it all the time the way these people are inquire about that yep donate your time if you can't donate your money it costs nothing to add a post on social media and tag them if you buy merch from them tag them in that take that picture and let people know where you're getting this shit from the least you can do. That's what you can do, man. That's independent. I always say in all my posts, independent black content survives because of involved, engaged, savvy audiences like you niggas. And that's not me bigging up competition. They're not competition. If it wasn't for them, I would not be podcasting. They were my inspiration for how this shit would, would probably end up going. Um, so, yeah, Bonfire Radio, Real Radio for Real People, shout out to them, shout out to Macedonia, shout out to Quiche Conscious, Manny Faces, all you niggas. Um, uh, um, yeah, I can't even name them all, man. I love y'all. So, on to the rundown. We didn't talk about it last week. We meant to, we should have. Grammy nominations are upon us. Hmm. Um, last time I looked at the list, it was looking kind of black. It's looking a little black. Let's go. We're gonna go ahead and let's see. Go through a couple of these, a few of these. Um, does Justin Bieber count as black? He does not. Where is he? Where is he nominated? Well, so I'm looking at record of the year right now. He teaches. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's, but uh, we he had got, a good year with that one. The, the Doja Cat joint with SZA is listed there. Uh, Doja Cat, I like Doja Cat. She might be on a few too many uh, of these for my liking. None of what I like about her has to do with her music. <laughs> it is 110% superficial. Let me just get that out there. 
Uh, Lil Nas X is also there for uh, Call Me By Your Name. Lil Nas X earned every nomination that he is involved in. Every yep. single one. And, of course, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, which will probably win it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Silk Sonic kind of took mm. over with one song all year. Album of the year. And, again, we're only talking about black people. <laughs> uh, Doja Cat's up there for album of the year. Yeah. Well, le- well, let me just ask this. We're talking about black people, but let me just ask. Is Olivia Rodrigo in there? Oh, she yeah, she was there for a record of the year. Okay, for yeah. a driver's license. Just see all these little whiny white girls uh, whining about their boyfriends and yeah. cars. Anyway, um, album of the year we got uh, you know besides the Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga thing that I intentionally glossed over. <laughs> Doja Cat is there for whatever reason. Her back of my mind. Her is a sleeper. That's a sleeper. Yeah. Lil Nas X is up there. Um and your girl Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, girl. Oh, there's Taylor Swift and Kanye yeah, as well. So. so her's probably not gonna get album of the year. No, she won't. Her had a big, uh, but we it still goes without saying we have to acknowledge that her had a big year. <clears throat> Damage was a big record. It was. Damage was a big record. It's a bigger record than anybody's really talking about because it came out early. What else we got? What about R&B? Let's talk about R&B. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's pop. There's dance. Uh, there's contemporary, uh, which I don't know what that means. Alternative. R&B. Sure. Here we go. Uh, best R&B performance. What we got? Snow Allegra, Justin Bieber. <laughs> he finally made it into the <laughs> R&B. <laughs> what he wanted all along. Uh, is it for peaches? Yeah. Oh, boy. So, I mean, this is this is actually this is actually one of the categories that I can't call uh, because between peaches, damage, leave the door open, and pick up your feelings, that's a that's a strong damage is a strong contender. Mm-hmm. Leave the door open is a strong contender, very strong. Pick up your feelings is maybe the strongest contender that is not going to win. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. The, what Jasmine Sullivan did to the Academy, she it, it's but besides, despite what anybody thinks, a lot of it has to do with star power. Most of it has to do with star power. Yeah. So yeah, and unfortunately, she doesn't have the star power of a Bieber or a Silk Sonic, um, or even maybe a her, or even a her. And there's and there's, well, I don't know, I don't know. I, I I always feel like with Jasmine Sullivan, she just expects to get snubbed. Cause that first album, she had a one. She, she had a great year when she first dropped. Mm-hmm. She had a great year. Has not had a good year, album award wise since. Yeah, they just started like they just started taking her for granted. And Hotels is not the moment to take her for granted. That was an album of big records. Like, I, 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 I hesitate to call any song on Hotels a deep cut. Because they were all hitting. And everybody was talking about every song. Right. Uh, even if it wasn't a single. But Pick Up Your Feelings was a... That... that that showed up and showed out. 
And it's just worth noting that she is showing out just being nominated in all these categories that she is not going to win. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Dana's going to get a going to get one. Davis is going to get an award. Davis was a that was a big record. It was a it was a quality big record. That album was amazing and it just came and went and I'm just more invested in what comes and goes now because of the way we receive music now. Silk Sonic was everywhere though. Silk Sonic bypassed all that shit. Fam uh, you'll what? be happy to see this for progressive R&B album. Okay. Which I understand to mean like non-problematic R&B. Probably. It's, you know, uh, R&B that our parents w- could listen to. Yeah. Uh, your boy Lucky Day is up there for Table for Two. Hey! That was uh, a good album. Uh, he's also up against uh, Terrace Martin. Uh, oh, shit. Well, that, that dinner party record with... Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Corey Henry is up there. Okay. Probably won't win. Hiatus Coyote. Y'all are sleeping on that, by the way. Uh, yes, everyone is sleeping on that. Eric Bellinger is another is another heavy hitter who will never who will who will not win. Yeah. He might be too progressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for best R and B album, it's where it gets it gets interesting. What we got? Got Snow Allegra, John Batiste. Okay. Leon Bridges, who probably won't win. Will not win. I think it's going to come down to her and Jasmine Sullivan. Hotels. <laughs> and again. Her got to win. Yeah. Her got to win. And that's not poor grammar. Right. That's a proper noun. That's a, yeah. Her got to win. Um, Oh, rap. I almost forgot. We yes. got rap. Rap performance. You got, uh, you know, Baby Keem with Kendrick won't win. Cardi B with Up. Okay. J. Cole, My Life Won't Win. Won't win. Um, Drake, Future, with Way Too Sexy. No, no. And Thought Shit with Megan. I think it's going to come down to Cardi and Megan on this one. Uh, Yeah. Cardi and Megan. Cardi B with Up, Megan with Thought Shit. They're both the same song to me. Cole is in the running. He's not going to win. Oh, yeah. That's why I just glossed over J. Yeah. Cole. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not going to win. Um, I don't know what melodic rap is, but it has Lil Nas X in it, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Again, wait, wait. We can't. Wait. Now, the only reason we can't skip over that. Actually, keep going. Because I, I just want. <laughs> I noticed something, but keep going. Okay. Uh, best rap song. Um, I really don't care about that. But album. Album. Let's go. J. Cole off season. No. Drake certified nope. lover boy. Nope. Nas King's disease. No. Tyler call me. Yes. Get lost. Should win. Should win. And Donda. Donda. No. Eat a dick. <laughs> Don, well, no, they're not gonna make a couple with him. They're, no, no, the, the not. Academy's not. No, no. they're not gonna make a couple with Kanye. Yeah. Tyler's got this one. Tyler Period. should win. Yeah. Drake might win. I'm actually shocked that Certified Lover Boy is on this list, to be honest with you. Drake. Yeah. I guess he's in there just for off of being Drake. And the rest of the categories, who cares? Eh, who gives a shit? Um, really happy for... Well, wait, wait, wait. Who's in spoken word? LeVar Burton, Don Cheadle, Dave Ivey. Dave Chappelle. Oh, shit. Barack Obama. 
Wait, okay. what is what is Don Cheadle? Carry on. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Oh, the John Lewis thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, Dave Chappelle going to come away with something. Probably. Dave Chappelle going to come away with something. Um, protesters going to lose their shit. Somebody else going to quit at Netflix. Uh, comedy. Dave Chappelle is not nominated. No, but Louis C.K. is. There we go. He ain't wearing that shit. I know, but, you know. Lewis Black's in there. Okay, good for yeah. them. Kevin Hart was also in there, but I didn't. Probably not going to win. So, Did yeah. you see that bullshit he put out? That that, that movie? Is it my true story? Yeah. The series. I, Did I, we I, talk about that with him and Wesley Snipes? I, I watched half of the first episode. Nah, and I, 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 ain't doing I pretty much guessed what the whole thing was, and I was like, all right, I'm good. When they came in with Billy Zane as the cleaner. Oh, yeah, we talked like, about no, that last yeah, week. We sure I, did. I'll tell you about it. Yeah. We sure did. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm good. Kevin Hart as uh, Kevin Hart if he killed a person. No, I, no, thank you. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's trying to confess to something, but not really. I think he's trying to keep Wesley with a job. That's what, that's what he's trying to do. That was, a, that was a pity move. He's trying to keep Wesley with a job. Wesley be all right. <laughs> Wesley gonna be all gonna be all right. No thanks to Disney because they have all sworn blood oaths that he, gonna, that he cannot be on that set. He's gonna show up somewhere along the way. He's gonna get in. You gonna see him in Blade? Don't worry, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> they he, tried hard to put he, everybody but this motherfucker. In the movie. He might be the janitor in the background. He's <laughs> gonna, gonna, gonna be like Stanley. Yeah, he's gonna be the Stanley of Blade. Oh, man. I am noticing that more of the new phase of Marvel heroes is focused on having hands. Because that was that's what was missing from the first phase. Spider-Man got hands. Shang-Chi got hands. The Winter Soldier got hands. Hey. Hey, It's going to be a lot of hands. If you're watching this Hawkeye series... Hawkeye. They introduced Echo. Nah, I wasn't even talking about Jeremy right now. I was going to say, Hawkeye might be. will you know, make it work. I don't know, maybe. They introduced Echo. She got hands. Echo got hands. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. Um, If the rumors, well, no, no, I'm not going to go into No Way Home rumors because I'm not playing into that. Nope. I'm not playing into don't that. Don't talk about all. it. Yeah. Because I'm. Cause I'm I, I'm not playing into that. Just show me the movie. I can't watch NBA games for the next two weeks because I accidentally saw two seconds of a No Way Home commercial, and I was like, God damn it. Bro, they showing, I'm telling you, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the, the trailer, but I know for a fact they're showing all the shit they don't need to show. I, literally in two seconds, I was like, okay, well, that's ruined. They need to be. They need to be hitting your ass over the head in the theater with that. Like, why are y'all... People, and like, I knew it was coming. People have already bought the tickets. Y'all don't have to do all this. Bruh, Marvel does way too much. Y'all won. Well. Y'all won. But they, you know, well, they also got to split it with Sony. So, you know, they, they're trying to really get everything they can. Everything's about ad money now. So, you, you have to, you got to cast a wide net. I get it. But they show us way too much. They do. Um, I'm telling you, I have, I, I still don't know shit about Eternals. I've gone out of my way. I still don't know shit about Eternals. I, I avoid every Eternals conversation possible. And when you finish watching the movie, you will probably have the same perspective. 
<laughs> okay, hit it with this. <laughs> oh, man. What else we got? Bone Thugs versus 3-6 Mafia. Boom, 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 boom. So, I have to admit, my interest in the verses is waning. It's No, no, it's not waning. They haven't done it because they haven't done any lately where I just had to be there for that. I didn't have to be. I mean, I'm always there for Chaka Khan's titties, but I'm, I wasn't there. I, I didn't have to be there for that. Her and Stephanie Mills. They both going to be drunk. It, should, gonna, it would have been good if they were both sober. They were that drunk? Shaka Khan was that drunk. Stephanie Mills carried the whole thing. Oh, shit. Because she was doing her parts and Shaka's. <laughs> her Shaka's request. Shaka Khan's first song, she was like, hey, Stephanie, you sing it. <laughs> I don't want to hear Stephanie Mills sing it, ain't nobody. Man, Stephanie still got it. I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm ain't sure. nobody. That's my shit. That is my, to this day. Stephanie, and I know this is old for some of y'all listening. Stephanie came ready to play. She came ready to do a show. It Sha- seems like all the verses are getting like that, though. Because that's, that's there's one person that came ready to yeah. fucking play. And there's one person that came drunk. The person that needs to eat. They're like, look, I ain't been out the house in two years. I got to pay some bills. Oh, Steph. And Shaka Khan was like, uh. I'm got, riding these royalty checks, nigga. Somebody got some coke around here. <laughs> oh my god! She was either on coke or pills. She was out of there. Oh man! But yeah, um, but this one, I, I had no intention of watching Bone Thugs and and, and Three Six. Likewise, because of Bone Thugs, I was actually a pretty big fan of Three Six Mafia, especially in their. In their pre-famous days, yes, when they were triple six mafia, when you when there were certain states that weren't allowed to play their shit, yeah, they have a song that goes, "I bet you won't hit a motherfucker, hit a yes! motherfucker." Like when they when they dared you to incite violence in the club, that was the three six mafia that I like. They were the in, they were the they were the club, they were the club banger versions, southern club banger versions of like Wu Tang, yeah, and Wu Tang wouldn't want no parts. Of it. None, none. Juicy J and get Rizzo the fuck up out of here just <laughs> just by themselves. Um, so I had no intention of watching, and I mostly didn't. Uh, then I I was playing Call of Duty, I believe. Now I started seeing uh, notifications that there was a fight. A lot of people were surprised there was a fight. I don't anybody that knew of Three Six Mafia. In their prime, should not be surprised that there was a fight. Specifically, Busybone. <laughs> so, I was young when Bone Thugs and Harmony was a thing. I was younger than Randall. I did not know that Busybone was insane. And on that shit. And I watched the footage. I reviewed the footage. Of how the fight came about. They had to edit. It's going to be hard to find now versus edited out of theirs. Um, of course they did. But Busy got started real quick off the top. <laughs> before we get started. Yeah. When a nigga says before we get started. Yeah. It's either going to go really right or really wrong. Usually really wrong with niggas. Busy Bones like, y'all not, y'all not going to be up here mocking me while I'm on the motherfucking stage. Yeah. And told Juicy J, suck my dick. Yeah. 
called Gangster Boo Ugly. <laughs> which, I mean, you know. <laughs> I had never seen a versus that actually went, we will be right back and went to just <laughs> When you start and they say we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, let's get things started. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Threw the water at the motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, you, you know it was going to be a problem when they were in the first place separated by police caution tape. Yeah. That was the first signal that all of this was going to go badly. And true to form, it did. The niggas was wilding, and at some point they had to pull him to the side and go, Hey nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you? We need this we need this this bag. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. Which he kinda sorta almost did, but not really. He probably took a sedative. <laughs> or whatever was normally prescribed for him, and he, you know, they made it through. But I mean, I don't think this was a good matchup. No. Only because when you talk about three six mafia, you're talking about Juicy J. And Juicy J could get a lot of these acts out of the paint by himself. And and from what I when I as I laser dropped the performance, you know, Juicy J had his own stable of hits. He he definitely did bands to make a dance. You know, brought a stripper or brought a dancer into the stage. She did not strip. And and that it, don't mean she wasn't a stripper. <laughs> well, she I'm was a dan- she was a dancer that night. Okay, and fair you know, enough. He, he had bands of ones that he was throwing out. That he did. That um, he did. You know, they brought out the uh, the illustrious and the acclaimed thespian. <laughs> Terrence the, May. Terrence Howard, the original greasiest nigga in black Hollywood. <laughs> the greasiest nigga in, black, in famous black America, before, well, after, uh, after Jermaine Jackson. They just, I mean, just the nigga just looked greasy, and his. The, the I, I always tell people the three greasiest niggas there ever were in Black Hollywood is Jermaine Jackson, Bill Bellamy, and Terrence Howard. All these niggas, they lips always look freshly licked. They always, they always look freshly greased. Bill Bellamy is juicy mouthed though. <laughs> <He> was- <laughs> He's juicy mouth. All this, all this snicker juice. Oh man, you want to talk about throwback? Remember when like MTV was at its prime with VJs, mm-hmm. and Bill Bellamy was a VJ, and every woman that came on, mostly Mariah Carey, acted like they wanted to suck his dick. Oh, <clears throat> I guess mostly Mariah. I Carey. probably stopped watching around that time. It was like it turned into a running joke after a while that like he was probably breaking her off, and then everybody realized, oh, Mariah Carey is a mob wife that actually likes black dick. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and I'm not even complaining because Mariah Carey never made better music than when she was hanging out with hood niggas. True, true, Alexa. Play play obsessed featuring Gucci. <laughs> that shit goes, <laughs> nigga. Fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, so the verses minus the fight, Joey Crack was out there. Yeah. Fat Joe just want Fat Joe gonna find a way to be a part of some some shit now. He just wants to be seen. 
Um, he's he wants to be seen. He's turning into the Joe Rogan of verses. Damn. He just got the because the first person we're gonna whose opinion we're the first two people whose opinion we're gonna hear about from any of from any verses and it's gonna end up in every article, every complex article. Swiss Beats, of course, mm-hmm. who had some bars about this shit. By the way, I'll get to that in a minute. Swiss Beats and uh, Fat Joe. And Fat Joe gonna do a long ass live about the verses. He's gonna do a long ass live about why he wasn't more involved in the verses. And then he will say, "Yesterday's price is not today's, today's price. price." Correct. About four times. And Swiss will probably from now on tell him to shut the fuck up about that shit. Um, Swiss has some shit to say. Um, let's see. Where is it? Let me find this article. Uh, Swiss Beats wasn't having it as he took the Instagram sound off by his frustration. Uh, this is a complex article. Um, yeah, I was desperate. Um, arriving drunk and late to his verses. Okay. A series of, uh, posts. Ain't did a show in 23 summers and want to charge us like the sold out stadium prices. Talking about yesterday's price is not today's price shit. Who is he referring to? Bone? Good question. Probably Bone Thugs. Probably Bone. Talking about we not going on stage until my homie called from Rikers to do the prayer. That was Bone Thugs. That was Bone. (laughs) Bone, 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 bone. New rule, if you don't start on time, you don't get paid on time. Versus is not free. They charge us five times what, what they do non-black shows. Ooh, that's, that's awkward. Also, y'all didn't have to book them. <laughs> you didn't. You did not. When they announced it, everybody was like, who asked for that? I mean, you already know you got 12. First of all, you got 12 niggas in the group <laughs> who have not been relevant for well over a decade. They got a lot of bills to catch up. I would say that's a lot of bags you just offered people. So um, coming on stage after getting paid 10 shows and one versus um, just to get on stage drunk as fuck and late. I'm just saying, OK, let me watch the show now. Is she talking about Shaka Khan? No, he's talking. He's talking <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, but, I mean. but that's that's that that's what I'm talking about. That shit. All the verses are like that, though. Yes, now. all of them. Every single one. There's all one one person shows up on time, ready to go, ready to ready to do ready to work. The other one shows up drunk. Actually, this, this goes all the way back to Ashanti and Keisha Cole. Actually, all of you out there. Big Daddy Kane, KRS One, came through. Oh, here go the heads. You know here go saying? the fucking hip hop heads. Hip hop, hip hop. They brought it back to the essence of the battle. Uh, we, and you know what? We didn't discuss that one, and I, I was ready. And honestly, I was ready to not discuss it because, uh, fuck KRS One. If you still want women to listen to the show, please don't discuss <laughs> backpack rap. So. <laughs> Please. Oh man, yeah, that's B- true. Bestow, somewhere in America, Jessica's like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> what no, up, Jess? No, no, I'm, uh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. We're, no, we don't want to. 
Yeah, we don't want to scare them away. We're not. We're not going to dry the ladies up. We're not doing <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, nobody asked for this. Um, nobody was really talking about it after the fact, other than to talk. Other about than to talk fight. about the fight. But you know, three six mafia goes. It, it's true. And I, again, I it was not a good. It was not a good matchup for me. Both thugs had a lot of had a lot of good shit, and they didn't even really dive into their well of shit. These motherfuckers work with Mariah Carey. They could have just did. Crazy Bone alone, they could have yeah. dived into his shit. Mariah Carey wasn't coming out for that shit. Yeah, yeah she for wasn't that, clear enough. For that nigger shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, is, she is transcended the nigger shit now. Um, now that she's done with Nick Cannon. Well, I okay. Maybe I don't blame her then. Um, Antonio Brown. Football player? Football player. Suspended for three games. What did he do? He was using a fake vaccination card. <gasps> Shock. So, for those of you that are not football savvy, Antonio Brown is stupid. It may, may be crazy. He is really the Adrian Broner of football. Damn. It's true. He's the Adrian Broner of football. You don't know what you're going to get with this motherfucker. You know that you're going to get some fuck shit. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to get some ignorant ass shit. Antonio Brown was suspended for three games because he was using a fake vaccine card. Now, this should not shock anybody that knows who Antonio Brown is. Um, However, it is worth mentioning only because this motherfucker is getting suspended for three games. They're going to drag him through the mud. Aaron Rodgers did essentially the same shit Mm -hmm. and is walking with impunity. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference, it, the difference is <laughs> in the organization. Both, I'm convinced, both players were allowed the same room to fuck up, right? And were allowed, and and a lot of people in that organization had to have turned the other way on both counts. The difference is, and not that there's a good difference. The difference is, Aaron Rodgers just showed up, like, and they were like, "Did you did you get vaccinated?" You know, you know, I'm always going to look out for me and my family. Well, and what that, is vaccinated really? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Antonio actually took the time to get a counterfeit card. And get a lie together. <laughs> yeah. Aaron was just, he was just, uh, you know, conveniently nonspecific. Correct. Correct. Um, And again, that is, again, there are people around both of these entities that contributed to this. And somebody told Aaron Rodgers to not answer a single question. Right. Niggas around Antonio Brown were probably face down in cocaine. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so they were not lucid enough to tell him to do anything. So they left Antonio Brown to his own devices, which we all know is a mistake. Um, like I said, the Adrian Broner of football. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't leave AB to his own devices, don't leave this motherfucker. Um, but yeah, just worth pointing out the bullshit. How the NFL is a trash organization. Uh, honestly, I don't think three games is enough. A fake vaccination card. How many people have you been getting sick? That's uh, not enough. A lot. Like. Are they even in the playoffs? No. Uh, I, who does he play for? 
He's um uh, uh, I don't know. Who he played for? Who does he play for? I I I thought he was with uh Tampa Bay. Very possible. Very possible. Um, I have I have not watched the NFL. I think now in three seasons. Yeah, I'm 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 not even remotely consistent with the NFL anymore. Uh, people keep trying to get me to get down on their uh, their fantasy shit. Um, I believe we were invited to a podcast fantasy football league. Yeah, I, I suck. That wouldn't have even been fair. Uh, so I wasn't going to do that. Um, oh, is it Chargers? No, no, that's not that's not it. Oh wait, release Henry Ruggs. Oh, oh, anyway. Um, probably not important. Doesn't matter what team he's on. Yeah. He ain't playing right now. I was gonna say he ain't playing for him for three games. Uh, fancy football is gonna be disappointing for a few people for for a few weeks now. I mean, if y'all picked him, y'all are kind of uh, yeah. That's kind of your fault. Um, I don't give a damn how good Jameis Winston throw. I ain't picking him for shit. Because <laughs> there's no telling how he gonna fuck himself off of yeah. next. Um. Janet Hubert is currently hospitalized. What? For what? I am unsure. Dark I, skin on Viv? Yeah, man. Dark skin on Viv, Aunt Viv is currently hospitalized. Um, we are still working on finding out what for. Um, when when it happened, when and I made the rounds, nobody was being specific. However, um, it this does. First of all, we wish her. A speedy recovery. Um, there's a couple people in the hospital. Tiana Taylor's in the hospital. Uh, I think she was dehydrated or something. She she said, "Yeah, I fucked up, y'all. I've been overworked." She 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 doesn't stop. Not ever, not ever. Um, Junie gonna tell her to wake her ass up though. Junie gonna tell you, no, no, ain't nothing wrong with you. Drink you some water and let's go home. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Her, uh, her, her daughter is a firecracker. Mm. Oh, her daughter is a firecracker, just like her. I can say her daughter's just like her. Then, yeah, her daughter talks. Her daughter talks some cash shit. <laughs> if if Blue Ivy talked more, that'd be Junie. Blue Ivy just has the look Damn. of disappointment. <laughs> the look of everyone is poor. <laughs> you look at all these poor people. Don't touch me. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you. Um, Jenny Hubert got on Instagram. Uh, not to really try to get any attention, but uh, to bring attention uh, to an important thing. You know, when people start talking like this, I that's when I start worrying about their well-being and their health because Janet Hubert, because uh, you know, you start getting real introspective when it looked like some shit about to go bad. Mm-hmm. And this is from her fan page. Don't waste precious time. Don't waste precious time, people, in anger. Yes, people will do you wrong, and you must fight for truth, no matter how long. And if you can get the truth you seek, find love again, as we have. Life is too short, and as I am in the hospital. As I write this to all of you, holding on to anger will eat you alive. 
The truth at any cost. Reputation is priceless. I love you, Will, for being strong enough to tell truth and share your hurts and trauma. Now we close the doors and live our lives. Peace out. Close what doors? Okay. Hoping for wow. the best. Hoping for the best for Janet Hubert. That's some real shit, man. That I think that's a lesson that everybody can absorb a little bit into their own lives, man. I and and this is me included because I like I said there were a couple times there were a couple times in the past week a couple motherfuckers got could have got punched in the nose, uh, but I couldn't bring that home with me. Yeah, I couldn't bring that home with me. I couldn't bring that. I couldn't put that outward into the world. Um, with my with with the other people that I care about, um, and sometimes you just have to leave those things where they lay, and you're not always going to get the answers. That's another thing we have to learn to live with. Everybody, like reality TV, has convinced us that we all have to go meet up with somebody mm-hmm. uh, over a glass of tea and get closure. You don't have to. You don't. You don't. You don't have to. Um, Sometimes there's sometimes when you when you know you can be emotionally mature and amicable amicable about it, sure. But how often do we do that shit? Oftentimes you can just find closure within yourself. Just find closure within yourself. You don't have to ask everything isn't about asking the hard questions. Sometimes you can just tell the past to suck a dick. Um I encourage this. Yeah. So speedy recovery for Janet Hubert. Very big of her to uh, meet Will in the middle like that. Yep. Um, so salute to her. Who is running for governor of of Georgia? Stacey Abrams, y'all. <laughs> Stacey Abrams, y'all. Fam, I told y'all. I told y'all when the Ahmad Arbery verdict went down. That Georgia was setting up for something. And this ain't even it. Georgia's still setting up for something, y'all. This is is a state setting the tone for what kind of state they intend to be going forward into um, election season. Telling y'all what, making y'all know what, what is going to be tolerated, what is not going to be tolerated. Stacey Abrams is going to be running against um, walking, talking doorstop Brian Kemp. Um, who is not exciting? Like, his the party can't be excited about Brian Kemp. They can't be. They can't be. There's nothing to get hype about. Brian Kemp is just a, he's just a walking, talking point. That's it. You can't name two things about Brian Kemp to get you hype about him. That is also true. Um, I just nothing. And I mean the most this Wikipedia page. The most exciting thing that you can say about him is um he's not endorsed by Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, did Herschel officially decline the gubernatorial race? Cuz I know um Herschel who? Herschel Walker, sorry. Herschel Walker, the football player. He was he was he was he was being name dropped for, you know, for what? Performing? 
for for running and not with a football. I was like, what at a combine? What 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 the fuck? Herschel Walker? No, no, no. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, so he's just going to do a Senate run, I think. Okay, well that's not much better, but um, the late the one of the latest poster children for um, the past generation of CTE victims, uh, Herschel Walker. Uh, has been putting his nose into politics lately and uh, possibly also into a mountain of cocaine because I don't know what the fuck he'd be talking about anymore. Neither does he. That's what happens when you devote your life to get hit in the head every Sunday. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Herschel is going for the Senate and and Trump is campaigning for him. God damn it. I let you know everything you need to know about him. Wait. Trump is backing Herschel Walker and not Brian Kemp. Absolutely. That again, he he Brian Kemp, he lost faith in Brian Kemp. Well, and he's he's he's, he's, he's putting his uh, chips behind Herschel. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, in Texas, I don't know what the fuck we gonna do. We're just gonna have Greg Abbott again. <laughs> Sad to say. Let me tell you something. I fuck with Beto, but he ain't it. No, no, that was just you took the words right out of my mouth. Beto O'Rourke is running for governor. I have zero faith in this man. Yeah. I have zero faith. No faith whatsoever. Um, Fam. When you can't beat one of the most you, unlikable people ever created. He lost to Ted Earth. Cruz. Yeah. Beto O'Rourke, for all I know, Beto O'Rourke is a nice guy. Yeah. He gave it his college best. He ran a fair, good campaign. Unfortunately, yeah. And he lost. To Ted Cruz. To Ted Cruz. Fam. Who would go on to completely abandon his state. (laughs) 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 And go on vacation and lie about it um, while we went through the worst natural disaster to hit this state ever. And, 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 like, my thing is. If Beto's likable, fine. He's likable. He's a good-looking guy. He's the right age. He comes from the. He's got the right political grassroots background. Whatever. He has not won anything. He has not excelled at anything. He has not succeeded at anything. He must have somebody like my sister believing in him back in his shit. Because, fam... He has not succeeded at anything to this day. Like, even his presidential campaign. Do you remember anything about his presidential campaign? That he was in it for no reason. Correct. I, I remember that. Correct. The way they the way they treat Ron and Rand Paul over the years <laughs> on the Republican side is the way they treated Beto. My reaction, and I quote, my reaction to him announcing that he was running for president was, and I quote, Hmm. <laughs> and that was that. Like, it's it really is like watching mayonnaise run for political for political power. Damn. Damn. Like there's mayonnaise and then there's better O'Rourke. He ain't even tartar sauce. Just... No, no, tartar sauce is a little tangy. Better O'Rourke ain't never. Better O'Rourke ain't never tasted tang. Better O'Rourke is the the mayo with the olive oil in it. 
Right. The shit right. Where like, if, I'm just going to try a regular mayo because I don't know what this olive oil that's shit a is. That's a H-E-B mayo. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the olive oil shit is. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what that is, bro. That's that's that Central Market shit. Um, Yeah. This, uh, I don't feel good about our chances um, of any sense of normalcy in Texas. We got we got Beto. We got um, uh, uh, Governor Evil Charles Xavier. Um, uh, what you call him, Hot Wheels. And we got Matthew McConaughey, maybe. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey f- hangs out with Joe Rogan. So I know exactly I know exactly whose vote he's concerned about. And it ain't mine. I'm just saying. I know whose vote he's after. I know who he's trying to pander to. And it ain't me or anybody that looks like me. You sitting there, you on the Joe Rogan show. Let me know when you let me know when you end up on the Joe Budden show. I'll watch that. Joe Rogan is like the litmus test of how to determine who I don't fuck with. Correct. Correct. It's like for me, if I if I see you have Ayn Rand books on your shelf, I know I don't fuck with you. Yeah. Um so, uh, Texas is fucked. Georgia still has a chance. We'll see what happens without getting too political. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the least sober team ever in podcasting, except for today. Yeah. Neither of us is drinking. Uh, look at you. I do, I do need some water. Finally got you on board. I got you. Um, pour up, y'all. I'm not stopping the drinking every week. Mm. Just saying. Just for now. Just for now. Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah, man. We are back. Back. We are black. Black. We are opinionated. And we are sober. Mama. We are definitely sober. I, I just I wasn't up for it today. Don't I you just, enjoy the clarity that comes with this, with sobriety? We'll see. <laughs> you know, that and I kind of well, I didn't overdo it at all, but I I, I felt fulfilled in my. I, I got home on Friday. It was the end of a long fucked up week. I, I just I got in a little bit and I was done. And I felt when I was packing my stuff up to get ready to come over and record, I didn't even think about packing the the tequila. Well, actually, I thought about. It. I was like, well, since I'm bringing brunch food anyway, maybe I should maybe I should just make it a brunch thing. But I was like, nah, fuck it. I don't, I don't care. Um. So yeah, some days we're gonna be sober. All right. That's you know, and Randall. Does he's he's been practicing this a little on and off, but he but for for the foreseeable future he will not be I, I'm, partaking. I'm in, you no, know, I am in um, I'm in recovery from, in from re- surgery. He's in recovery, so down seventeen pounds since surgery. Let's go. Drink your water. That's what I'm talking Control about. Control your portions. There you go. Get your sleep. Get your fucking sleep. Eat vegetables. One day, one day I'll get my sleep. I swear I will. One day. Today, you will get your sleep. Not yeah. one day. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get it. You're right. I'm gonna channel my LLC Twitter. 
I mean, while you out there playing Call of Duty, you know what you could, you, know, you could start an LLC and go to bed early. You know, you know what? I'm going to tell you this, and we'll go to the next segment. Fam, so I learned something you can do on Call of Duty that is the most disrespectful shit that I never thought of in any other Call of Duty. So sometimes when you're about to throw a grenade, they'll shoot you. Like you'll get shot, mm-hmm. and the grenade will fall, will fall where you are, and blow up your people. <laughs> so what you can do is I'm going out and taking everybody with me. You can press the button and hold it down, which means you've you've pulled the pin, but not thrown it. Yeah, and you can just run and hold that motherfucker. And if they shoot you, even if they don't shoot you, like uh, you still once you hold it down. And you're like this, you have five seconds. You have five seconds and you're going to explode. Oh. You can just sit on the grenade. So why would you do that? Good question. You can, like, if if you feel like you're not going to, if you feel like you're on a run, you're on a little kill streak and you're not going to make it, mm-hmm. you can pop that motherfucker and they not know the difference. And they'll shoot you. Behind, like this is on some of the modes, like capture the flag and shit, and they won't know the difference. They'll just think, "Oh, I shot another motherfucker," and you can blow up a squad like this. <laughs> I have done it. <laughs> this is the most disrespectful shit, fam. But you blow yourself up too. You're already dead. I got you. You're already dead, so it don't matter. That's what I'm saying. If I'm going out, I'm taking everybody out with me. You're gonna die. Call of Duty people that don't play Call of Duty don't get this until they start playing. You're gonna die. Often. Yeah, you're going to die. You're going to get in the multiplayer things. You're going to get shot. You just want to get shot less than the other guy or make that worth something. If I die, I killed three people in this round before I died <laughs> kind of thing. So, you know, whatever. Just you, you, you putting your deaths to good use. That's all I'm saying. And sometimes that means sitting on a grenade and letting dumb motherfuckers run by you. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, some of these maps, it's a lot of grenade throwing. Everybody just gives up and just throws a lot of grenades at each other. Um, so, yeah, before the pussy dries up too much. Um, wow. Let's get, a, let's get into white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. White people have been fucking up quite a bit, fam. Quite a bit. Uh, first of all, they've never stopped. I would say they never really stopped. Um, for example, a plumber found checks for over six hundred thousand dollars. Checks and cash. Checks and cash. Um, in Joel Osteen's church, in the wall, stuffed kind of behind the toilet. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm sure that happens every day. Right, and. Here's my thing about it. First of all, apparently, of apparently there was like a robbery. It, it was a robbery in 2014. A reported, a reported robbery, uh, where they stole six hundred thousand dollars in cash and checks. Hmm. Coincidentally, this these same checks and cash were found in the church. They had not left the church since 2014. 2014, y'all. That's seven years. Imagine them trying to run those checks now 
And seven years later, you're like, hold up, man. Fam, this is an episode of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. This is an episode of Scooby-Doo, and, and the monster is Joel Osteen. I was going to say. Cause which I've been saying forever. Look, I, I remember I remember reading that at work, and, and one of the people at work was like, man, if I was that plumber, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just bolted with the cash. No. I was like, man, that plumber was black. You know why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Because he thought it was a setup. It's a setup. Hey, man. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. touching that shit. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, um, you, you, and you, I need y'all to come here and see this so y'all can see. And I need y'all to call Mr. Joe. Tell Mr. Joe, come down here. He need to see this, too. Because you see this right here? I don't I don't know what any of this is. I don't, all this money stuck behind this toilet, it ain't me. I ain't the one. I ain't got it, fam. I just need y'all to look and see. I ain't got it. See, that's like them old. That's like them old bum ass entry level jobs where you gotta you gotta get checked out. You got bad people look through your fucking backpack before you leave. Yeah, that is a sign of a. That is another sign of a bullshit job. Thirty minute lunches and people having to look through your backpack before you leave because <laughs> they think everybody's stealing. Yeah, nigga, this is Hobby Lobby. I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about this shit. So I took this job. Um, but yeah, and so. <sighs> But again, coincidentally, uh, it, it appears know, that the dollar amount matches the amount that was reported stolen. <laughs> Mysteriously. <laughs> so Police were called to the scene. This is according to Deadline. Called to the scene on November 10th, uh, according to a statement from the Houston Police Department. Church members stated that during a renovation project, a large amount of money, including cash checks and money orders, was found inside a wall. The dates on the checks indicate that the envelopes are connected to a March 9th 2014 reported theft of money from the church. Reports at that time suggested that the thefts amount to $200,000 uh, in cash and $400,000 in checks. All of it was removed from a safe in the church and represented and represented funds from contributions given on March 8th and 9th of 2014. Houston police have documented the recovered money and left it with the church but the investigation into how it got behind the toilet is ongoing, police said. And quote the plumber, I don't know. It I don't wasn't know. Me. I don't know none of them niggas, man. Mm. Fam, it's not even a good scam. <laughs> and then, and there's some people trying to make it out to where the plumber set all this shit up and he was returning to the scene of the crime to go get the shit and nope. got caught. No, don't, don't be trying to DB Cooper the fucking plumber, man. Tell you, tell you, he's the one that reported it. He knew better. He knew better. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, Joel Osteen is not slick anymore. <laughs> never was, actually. It's not slick. Like, I have never been fooled by the fact that this man smiles as if he does not have a central nervous system. I've never been fooled by this fact. I'm still not fooled by it. And I'm sure there's more going on. We're, we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out, and this motherfucker going to do jail time. I'm, I'm not soon, but in the foreseeable future. I see it. I'm not confident in that. I just want to see the Joel Osteen perp walk. He is rich, white, and... All the product that went out of his hair. They're going to they give him straight backs for prison. <laughs> They're going to give him straight backs. <laughs> hold my hand. Supreme Gobli, hold my hand and pray to me. <laughs> hold my pocket. Hold. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Um, Chris Cuomo got fired. Oh, Chris Cuomo from CNN got fired because he was uh, doing some inside dirt, helping his uh, helping his brother cover up a sexual harassment case. Um, a lot of y'all are stupid because I see a lot of y'all on social media talking about, oh man, if it was me, I'd help my brother. I'd help him. I'd help him too. I don't see what he did that's so wrong. A lot of y'all also would have helped R. Kelly using that same logic. <laughs> you know, if, if 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 I had a brother and that brother was accused or even found guilty, uh, you know, of of committing uh, or or perpetrating improper actions with members of staff and so forth. My my extent to helping it would be like, man, you fucked up. <laughs> well, and, and you know what? And the, and the, here's the thing: it's becoming more apparent where people. And I, I tell you, we don't have we don't have morals for shit. I, I tell you, morals are just over. I in twenty in twenty twenty one. We as a large society who decide to just moral fuck morals, fuck the right thing, uh, what's in it for me? Because you motherfuckers are silly. Talking about, oh, uh, if it was me, you know, I'd help my brother out too. I don't think that one if you can say that, then you have to admit that the backlash against the Me Too movement was unreasonable. Because now we see how easy it is for people to want to sweep under the rug other people's fuck-ups. How how oftentimes these people are related and how oftentimes these people work in related fields. So it's not unrealistic that something could be swept under the rug as easy as, as, easy as it could just be plain not addressed yep. for years. So I ask people why they don't stand up, why they don't stand up and say something at the time anymore. Because now we see why. And two, you're not helping. Look, it's one thing to lie and be like, no, I, I pulled the tag off the mattress. <laughs> That's one thing. It's one thing to be like, it didn't exactly go down the way they're saying it did. My brother reacted unfavorably, so forth and so forth. That's another thing. But we're talking about covering up and lying about something that directly negatively affected and impacted and harmed other people. While you're governor, by the way. While you're in a position of power. And that makes it a whole different thing. And it's okay to love someone and not ride or die with every single stupid ass thing they do. And it's okay to love someone. And if you love them, hold them accountable for the shit. They uh, uh, allow them room to be held accountable for the shit. They did. You got to hold that L fam. Yep. I love you. I love you. And ain't nobody going to come in here and unjustly do shit to you, but you got to hold this L period. Yep. There's certain things that I, you know, that I as your sibling cannot help you out of. Right. Especially when I am a correspondent for CNN. Correct. One of us, one of us got to keep a job, motherfucker. But now, either one of y'all. Now we both in the same unemployment line. Still talking about 
who mom likes best. Correct. Neither one of y'all. Neither How about one of that? you stupid motherfuckers. Um, they stopped themselves. I, you know, I'm just gonna write an overall ongoing segment for this program called Prattfall, dedicated to the rise and fall of Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is going down like good gas going up. Chris Pratt is being shunned by movies and projects that he wasn't even up for. The director and showrunner of the Devil May Cry series that's coming up on uh, Instagram, not Instagram, Netflix, on Netflix, um, was talking about his upcoming his upcoming cartoon that's supposed Devil May Cry is actually supposed to be in the Castlevania universe, mm-hmm. and um, the showrunner was basically like, "Oh, and by the way, don't worry." Chris Pratt will not be doing any of the voice acting in this pro- in this program. Double homicide. <laughs> that is fucked up. That is fucked up when when you are so shunned. People have like you you are a disclaimer ahead of time now. When people ask who all going to be there, they looking for they looking for the person to say not Chris Pratt. He's the least liked Pratt. He's the least liked Chris ever. And that's saying a lot considering what uh, Cuomo just got fired for. I'm just saying. That's hilarious. Just saying. That's hilarious. We can, we can just have disclaimers now. And by the way, Chris Pratt is not involved in this project. He's just got, he got like one more Marvel movie left. And then after that, it'll be interesting to see. They want to be done with him so bad. They do. I, I don't have any evidence to that fact. I just, they want to be done with you him. You can just tell. They, you can just tell there are some people that are more troubled than they're worth. And Chris Pratt and Jeremy Renner are two of them. Um, yeah, white people. White people just fucking up all across the board. White people are fucking up to a point where their legend travels with them. And people go, um, no, that's all right. Yeah, You don't have to come in. As a matter of fact, don't come in at all. You're not allowed to. That's where it's going. Good for him. Um, send your racist stories, your real life with racist encounters, uh, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, anybody you see on this podcast. Send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswildblack.com, our official website, where you can learn more about... Um, the Minds Behind Houston's Most Savage Podcast. You can find more ways to listen to us and ways to buy merch. New merch is out. Please buy it. Get that shit. All the proceeds go to making this a better podcast. Um, and I guess I got something for uh, my duty coming up. All right. Um, we'll be back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. Yep. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Let's go. Pour up. Water. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated and we are actually sober. 
Drunk on life. Yeah. Um, no, we're not getting soft on y'all, what? but, you know, need a little what? decharge, retox, detox, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'll be back. Don't worry. Um, I'll be back someday. He'll be back, too. Sooner than you think, maybe. Ah. Um, I will say, no, I will, I'll leave that for a church announcement or something. Um, it's time for your listening letters. Hey, hey. Y'all, y'all really responded. We, we, we called we, y'all out. We guilted them. We guilted the shit out of them. <laughs> we, y'all didn't send any listening letters last week. We were getting worried about y'all. The fuck is going on here? It's okay if you need a break. Just, just tell us. It's cool, man. Um, just let us know ahead of time. You know, you kind of put me on the spot. I thought we had some new shit, and we yeah, didn't. Yeah. Um, David Santiago ah! writes, since y'all summoned the listener letter Antichrist last week, here I is. It's 1998. What video games are you playing? What comics are you reading? What CD are you playing? What movie are you watching? And what soft drink are you soft drinking? Um... 1998, it was probably orange soda. Um, it was probably orange soda or ginger ale, most likely. Drinking? Um, I can't remember back that far. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it's true. It's hard. It's, you know, I just, uh, but I, I mean, there are other things that I can remember. Like, I, um, Movies? The movie it was a good year for movies. Very good year for movies, and I had to pull up a list as a visual aid here. Um my favorite movie that year by far, because it's one of my favorite movies of all time, Saving Private Ryan. It it took me like a couple of years to watch Saving Private Ryan, but that shit was hard. Yeah. Um Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Lock Stock and Two Motherfucking Smoking Barrels, boy. Let's go. Uh, that was my shit. That is still yeah. one of my favorite movies to this day. Shout out to Guy Ritchie, the God. That is actually where Guy Ritchie introduced Sting to. Uh, no, no, no. That's where Sting introduced Guy Ritchie to Madonna. Because mm. Sting was in that movie as the dad that ran the bar. And Madonna was a friend of his. And he introduced Madonna to Guy Ritchie. Shout out. And they ended up, of course, getting together. Um, yeah, one of my favorite movies. Shout out to Rory Breaker, the God. Yeah. If the milk is sour, I ain't the type of pussy to drink it. <laughs> oh, boy, that was my shit. One of the first movies that I purchased on VHS myself. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels? Yes. Purchased with my own money. One of the first videos I purchased on VHS. God damn, I love that movie. Still got it somewhere. God damn. Shout out to Vinny Jones. Man. Big Lebowski also came out that year. The first I, Blade. I have a... Okay, so real quick. Confession. Uh-huh. To this day, I have never watched The Big Lebowski. I've watched it, and I understand why people like it. Yeah. I just... It, it hasn't been at, the like, the top of my list. Like, I, I'm like, oh, man, you remember this? Is that Coen Brothers movie? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Y'all give it a shot. I mean, it, it is what it is. It, it's it's a series of things that happened. Yeah. Okay. That is the best way to describe it. Um, Blade. Blade came out. That was that was the first. So I not only was Blade, 
I went to see Blade in the theater at Sharpstown Mall with my cousin, my older cousin Donnie. Um, and that was also the first time I ever heard Dark and Hell is Hot mm. from uh, DMX. DMX. I, I thought I was so fucking hip riding with my cousin. Look at you. So, yeah, 98 was a big year. American History X also came out that year where I yeah. learned what a curb stop was. I was very angry at um, everyone Ed, at Ed Norton and his poorly drawn tattoos. Truman Show came out, which is also like a retrospect. That was a big movie. A very groundbreaking show in retrospect. Uh, Rushmore filmed in Houston, filmed at Lamar High School. Max Fisher, the God. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let's see. Uh, Rush Hour, of course, was the biggest of the That's big right. movies. Oh, there you go. Out of sight. Out of sight. Steal my shit. Shout out to Don Cheadle. Yeah. I still love that movie. I, I'll watch that movie anytime it's on cable. Um, Dark City came out. So, go back. Meet Joe Black. Now, mm. here's, a, here's a movie that I still like, but also can recognize the parts where it has not aged well. Yeah. Brad Pitt plays Death. Who randomly falls in love with a woman? Yeah, whose dad happens to be the richest motherfucker on earth, or something, and decides and and decides to get with her through the body of a dude that she met one time fleetingly, mm-hmm. who died right after that. He literally crawled into a dead dude's skin and thought he was gonna fuck this girl. I think he almost did. That sounds like. Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a weird movie. Uh, Dark City. Yeah. Oh, you real sci-fi heads. Yeah. Y'all know. Y'all real sci-fi heads know. That one was wild. Um, wild Things featuring peak Denise Richards. Oh, man. <laughs> God damn. The only time I've ever just really wanted to see Nev Campbell naked. Yeah. Um, Lost in Space. I am one of the two sci-fi nuts I actually watched and enjoyed Lost in Space. I didn't, I didn't watch that version of it. That, that was some weird shit. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas honestly is overrated to me, but I don't care. Um, I, I, I can't speak ill against Hunter Thompson, the God. Yeah. And, you know, there were a few others that came out. It was some big, man. There's some, there's some big movies that came out, man. Enemy of the State was interesting. Fallen. That was a big uh, Denzel movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is some hard shit, and of course, all the all the teen movies. Can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Disturbing behavior. Love. Disturbing behavior. The faculty. All the teen movies. That's a bit. There's some big movies that drop. Ninety-eight. I'm, I'm really curious as to why David Santiago picked 1998. I am also curious. I think he knew deep down this was a big year. Video games. I can tell yeah. you right away. I was playing Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I was one of those niggas who had to who had to back in the day who had to play an RPG to completion. So I was one of those that had to max out all the characters, mm. get all the ultimate quest swords. I wouldn't even touch the final boss until I had everything you possibly needed. Nerd. And then the and, and then the the battle against Sephiroth takes like six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid was hard. Ooh. Um, huh. What was that noise? <laughs> Y'all don't know about yeah. that. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time is still a classic. 
still. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Let's see. Rainbow Six came out that year, and I remember that that yeah. being one of like one of the first really, 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 really hyped up first person shooters. Yeah, that was you know that whole Tom Clancy thing that people yep. were like, oh, Tom Clancy, just, just, just Half Half Life. Half Life was was one that people talked a lot about, but I I didn't get into it very much. It didn't make a lot a whole lot of sense. But oh, anyway, during that time, I was still playing whatever version of NBA Live was out and whooping people's heads with it. Uh, hey, Soul, Soul Calibur came out. Ah, oh, Maxi wins. Also, Marvel versus Capcom. Ooh, Hit Boys. Nineteen ninety eight. I was in the Galleria. Tearing somebody's ass off the bone at Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> Somebody give me Strider and get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Um, so that was that uh, for video games. Then uh, Either Strider or Captain America, I'll bust your ass. Let's see. Uh, we'll, we'll do music also. So music. We got to do music. I was surprised to know, looking at, I, I had to look at Billboard's top 100 of the year to see what was going on that year. I was surprised to realize that Next Too Close was the number one song of that year. Yep. Yeah. Brandy That's and Monica, right. the boy is mine. Oh, man. I was, I was jamming Never Say, the Never Say Never album front to back. Brandy, you couldn't tell me shit about Brandy. I was jamming that shit front to back. Casey and JoJo. Oh, my life. These are some big-ass big records. Yeah. My All by Mariah Carey, getting jiggy with it. Yeah. Nice and slow. Destiny's Child's No, No, No. That was like one of their, probably their first big song. What? Now, a big pop song, Leanne Rhymes, How Do I Live? Mm. That was a big fucking record. Yeah. That was a big record you heard everywhere. You might have accidentally heard it on 979 once. Like, that's how big it was. And then and then they played the annoying version in Con Air. Somehow that ended up being the theme of that song, yeah. that movie. Uh, I see a lot of. Be- I see. I don't want to miss a thing. Backstreet Boys. Backstreets back. All right. Um, that's yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of big records. Uh, Boys to Men song from Mama. That means Soul Food did come out. Yeah. Oh man. Uh. God so so Wyclef's album was out at the time. Wyclef gone to November. Um, around that time. So Buster Rhymes when Disaster Strikes was out. That was probably what I was really bumping at the time. Um, that was a good one with Dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous, but chance of my eyes can see. That was my favorite. That's still my favorite Buster Rhymes album. That was around Well, now, hands of my eyes can see. Now, that, wasn't that Extinction Level event? What? Hands where my eyes can see? Mm-mm. That was when that was when the disaster when strikes. disaster okay. strikes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Tatiana Ali, can, okay, she tried. Some of you, some of you R and B heads will remember this. The Tatiana Ali album fucked around and slapped. <laughs> if you were really into that pop R and B lane, that shit slapped, and Will and Will Smith had the nerve to snap on a verse. Now. That was what was amazing to me. Oh yeah, they yeah I remember I remember Jimmy Ray. You don't remember Jimmy Ray, do you? I know you don't remember Jimmy Ray. Uh, not really. Are you Johnny Ray? No. I uh, oh man, that was that was that was some crazy shit. I, I remember Master P. I got the hook up. 
Holla if you hear me. Uh. <laughs> Ugh. I live my life as a thug, but girl, you know I need you and every woman that I meet. Damn, they want to be you. It ain't no limit to what we can do. Holla if you hear me, girl, you know I'm coming through. Oh, man, yeah. don't, don't, get me, don't get me started. Another song I never, ever hit, need to hear ever again in life is Ghetto Superstar. Prize. Oh, my God. And Maya. That was probably the song that I just, I was over it. The way you felt about Here Comes the Hot Stepper, mm-hmm. that's the way I feel about Ghetto Superstar. Shit, that's how I feel about both of them. I hated that shit from day one. <laughs> One of the, so the one great thing that came from that that whole link up was they all got together to do like a Q and A on TRL. Mm-hmm. This is a great memory memory of old dirty bastard, and they and so clearly Russell was drunk, clearly wasted, and everybody else is having a good time, but they all know he's a little fucked up, and. Just to tell you what kind of nigga old dirty bastard was, they were somebody asked a question. They were like, "Well, so I know the Fujis, you know, in particular Wyclef and maybe and and Lauren. I know y'all have things going on, Lauren, with the Refugee Project. Wyclef is always doing something for, for the community. Maya, I know you have some charities that you've been giving to, so forth and so forth." My question is for old dirty bastard. What are you doing right now to give back to the community? And he, they had to wake him up. He looked over. Oh, me? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Everybody just fell out, Dead fell pan. the fuck out laughing. He Dead just pan. went off. St- nothing. Nothing for what? <laughs> and that was just the kind of nigga he was. And this is right around the time he had changed his name to Big Baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that nigga was a trip. All cried out. Oh, yeah. oh, that's another one I, I never need to hear Still again. Not Still a player. not a player. Big pun. Yeah. I never need to hear that shit Over ever it. again. Money, power, respect with the locks. Lil' Kim came out that year. Yeah, that was... That was that, hard. That was, that was, now, that was bad boy, right? Yeah. So that was the bad boy locks? That was when I yeah. knew that Puffy was signing artists that he didn't know what to do with. Yeah. He didn't know what to do with the locks. Yeah, and shows. So yeah, ninety eight was a good year. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a real good yeah, year. Again, God damn, David Santiago. We we like to know why you picked this year in particular. That's a it's a good year, man. You did that shit. It's a hard year. Um. So yeah, thank you for that. Um. And I can tell you what uh, what soft I was drinking. I was probably drinking orange soda. Um. I know I was drinking Dr Pepper because that's what I've always drunk. Oh. <laughs> um. So. Let's see, is it normal secondary awkwardness? Okay, no, 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 that's not a listener letter. That's, that's a for me letter. Uh-oh. That's a for me letter. That's that's a Patreon. You definitely don't want to hear that one. I, no. <laughs> uh, let me go to the Instagram. We, I believe we got something in the Instagram. When your booty itch. Nah, i going to that one. Uh, this is from Night Shift Flexing on Instagram. Okay. Hope this is a good question since we let y'all down last week. Mm, guilt. Instead of rebooting movies, retelling them from a different point of view became popular. Which movie would you like remade and by whose point of view? Ah, that's interesting. Interesting. That's interesting for a couple of reasons, actually. Uh, I would like to... Sherlock Holmes, but from Professor Moriarty's point of view... Mm. First of all, Professor Moriarty is one of the hardest villains alive. 
Let, let's get it out of the way. One of the hardest villains alive that gets no credit because he went out like he went out like a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> falling off the rocks next to Sherlock Holmes. Um, probably do that one because I you little known fact before they got old dude from um, Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Um, they really wanted Professor Moriarty in the in the Robert Downey Jr. ones to be uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Did not know that. Which would have been hard as fuck. That would have been hard as fuck. Daniel Day Lewis is because Daniel Day Lewis, as far as acting goes and immersing yourself in those roles, is insane. That's his thing. Um, so that would have been hard. That would have been some hard shit. It would have made for a different second movie too. I would love to have Daniel Day Lewis as Moriarty and tell that whole first two, those whole two movies from his perspective. Yep. And him just being behind the scenes working all that shit. That would be crazy. They're going to do, they're doing, they're working on Sherlock Holmes 3, by the way. With Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Okay. He's got time. I would say he got time. (laughs) He made all the money he needs to make now. (laughs) He could just go around checking all the boxes now. Fuck it. Uh, and you know, Jude Law ain't got shit to do. My my knee jerk idea would be, um, Gremlins, told from the perspective of Gizmo. Oh shit! Because I mean, think about it, man. You you know, here is every every creature on God's green earth has the right to life. Um. And, you know, we have the right to reproduce and, and do whatever it is that we do. Who are you to tell me that I cannot have water? Who are you to tell me that I cannot eat after midnight? Who are you to judge? <laughs> and, and you know, these creatures who have a right to life, whether you like them or not, are they inherently evil? I don't know. Mischievous? Yes. Or are they a product of the limitations that have been put on them? They are a product of their environment. They are a product of their environment. So I would be curious to to, to hear from the Gremlins' perspective what it's like to be, you know, for them to have a right to life in this world, but then they have these people who are out there to, you know, effectively exterminate them. Um, it's, It's genocide. Um. And if I'm a gremlin, I'm not. I'm not falling for it. it. That is, that is deep. Gremlins, from the point of view of the gremlins, that's the deepest shit I've ever heard. Bars, I'm God drinking water. Damn. Bars, bro. That was just off the top. I don't know. Marvel did a good job with uh, Infinity War by telling it from the, from the viewpoint of Thanos. Side. Yeah, I think that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I like that. But yeah, um, Clubber Lang. That ah, oh, that's a good one. Clubber Lang, fam. That's a good I, you one. Know, we, you know, we just got through talking about that shit. We, uh, you know, I was I was listening to my boy uh, KSA talking that shit. Clubber Lang story, and Clubber Lang after he got his ass whooped at the end, because mm-hmm. he just went away. It, I, if I have my way, that's a trilogy. And and Clubber Lang is the rival. Like he is he is the rival villain dude. Yeah. And then we get Ivan Drago. Maybe. 
And and even there, even one, even in one of those movies, we see Apollo and Clubber Lang get it in. Yeah, especially what we know now, con, uh, uh, continuity wise, that uh, they went on and gave it to Apollo and made him the greatest of all time, and not Rocky. Mm. Black man is God because they said it quite a few times in Creed that he was considered like. The greatest ever. Yeah. Um, if if Clubber Lang definitely. If Rocky came out today, or if Rocky Three came out today, that's that's a trilogy. Yeah, Clubber Lang would have been the fan favorite. One hundred percent. And not only like, maybe not even Mister T having to play. They well probably that would have been Deontay Wilder's yeah. acting career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to hear that, but it's true. To this day. To this day. Um actually, nah. I mean what Club, Coverlang today would have been someone like Adrian Broner. Yeah, man. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. But good. Right, but with some sense. Um and of course I have to mention this, and it's not a those of you that know, know, but I'm currently working on a comic book. I, I, that's why I think this is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I'm currently working um, on a comic book in conjunction with David Santiago, um, it, it, where basically it examines, uh, it takes more time to examine uh, Nuff from The Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. As a character, because as much as he was made to be the villain, he really didn't do shit but want to fight Leroy. Yeah. Like, and this is how it was presented to me originally. Um, coming soon, by the way. Uh, currently in the production process. Sometimes light-skinned niggas just make you want to fight them. Well, like, he, like, he, that nigga really didn't do shit. He didn't do anything bad. I mean, he did fuck up that man's that man's pizza shop. Yeah, uh, but he did. He did kind of. But that's nothing in comparison to the white Jason Alexander looking dude kidnapped his gal who kidnapped his, who kidnapped his bitch and tried to kill William H Macy. <laughs> Y'all forgot William H Macy was in the last dragon. Did you? <laughs> I forgot who tried to who tried to kill Leroy. Uh, all because also he could get his also he could get his little ditzy bird bitches uh video played kidnapped a, a young what's the old dude's name Ernie Ladd what was the young black dude's name <laughs> the little the little different strokes looking nigga who had to pop lock his way out of captivity <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that movie was great y'all fam the last dragon is a fucking classic that and movie if you was don't... great. <laughs> I watched it literally the other day. And if you don't agree that The Last Dragon is a fucking classic, you can't fuck with me. A young Ernie Reyes Jr. Ernie Reyes Jr. Getting it in. Whooping ass, dog. Yes. <laughs> y'all don't know. Y'all don't know about this movie, dog. Y'all, y'all, y'all too fucking young. But also enough wanted to do is just put his skills up against Bruce Leroy. He just wanted to fight that man. Nothing wrong with that. And so, yeah, we, we examined that a little bit and going forward and... How that how him getting his ass whooped, and and how when you really think about it, that motherfucker could have been a central character. That motherfucker had to glow for like five minutes, right? And it was probably in his curl. <laughs> 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 
yeah, so we we examined that a little bit, and that's coming soon. And yeah, I gave y'all a little taste of what's going on. Um, that soundtrack is a funky motherfucker. I guess we're never getting that 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 sequel, that remake or whatever no. they were supposed to be doing. No, no, hell no. Yeah, it it, it doesn't. Barry Gordy, any idea Barry Gordy had for t- TV and movie in the eighties is not coming to fruition ever again. Yeah. I'm just saying. He had too much power at that time for that to even come. You know why that came to life? Because Vanity was on contract for like two more movies. <laughs> That's why. That's it. Hey, Vanity was the one, y'all. Vanity. There was a time when Vanity was the finest broad on earth. On earth, nigga. Like, you, at that time in the 80s, Man. if you were on Prince's team, you were one of the finest women on earth. Period. True. Boy, Prince Prince could choose a bit. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you for the listener letters. Uh, Night Shift Flexing in Santiago. God damn, Vandy was fine. Couldn't act Couldn't act worth a damn, but she was fine. It's unfortunately that, unfortunate that she gave her life over to Christ. We were <laughs> robbed of that fineness. <laughs> Way she too was still fine in the, in the Way, was, but but it didn't hit the same. Yeah, that's true. It didn't man. hit the same, and she is no longer with us. So it, rest in peace, man. It was difficult to lust over. Apollonia still look good though. Today, yeah. Did you know that Apollonia and I were Facebook friends before I left Facebook? Nigga, what? Yes, I still have a, a screenshot from when Apollonia accepted my friend request. Nigga, what? And thirteen year old me thought it was the greatest day of my life. I, she I never had interest anything interesting to say, but I was able to show people that Apollonia Catero and I, Facebook friends. I'm friends with a former porn star. Um <laughs> that and that is one of the prouder moments of my social media uh life. Um I'm not saying who and I'm not Damn. saying we'll talk about it off air. Um <laughs> just, uh but no, she is really cool and blah blah blah. Anyway, um thank you for that. Time for the top three SDFUs. Actually, I think I know who it might be, but you probably yeah, I know I, you almost definitely do. Yeah. I'm surprised y'all aren't fr- y'all weren't friends on on well because we're, we're all in that circle. And I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, there you go. See, I, I figured you would. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Time for the top three SDFUs. Uh, who are the three people that need in America that need to shut the fuck up? That wasn't the right one. <laughs> that wasn't the right one at all. There I never, go. I never mess with these motherfuckers when I'm drunk. I just want to put that out there. Hey, hey. Got to get used to it. Um, but yeah, you definitely, you definitely know who it is. And uh, I, I didn't think about it until I had a friend that was like, "Why is she commenting on your shit? Why is she commenting on your shit? Oh, y'all are friends. What the fuck have you been doing out there in New York, Oz? I didn't know. I. Because she was on Facebook. Uh, first of all, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware. I didn't know she was a porn. She was former porn, whatever, whatever. You're the only one because I didn't, I didn't follow porn like that. Oh, okay. fair enough. And I, right. and, I, and I think she she's going by her her real name yeah. on Facebook. Yes, but um, yeah, it was the same thing. And I was just like, all right, she. And and once I was told who she was, and I went back, and I was like, and I and I googled like old images of her. I was like, yeah, oh shit. Yeah. She's like, yeah, somebody's grandmother now. <laughs> yeah, she is. She okay, a- she actually is. Okay, 
Oh, she oh she she did the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was in that if you were a, if you were an elder millennial, she was in that golden era. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, top three STFUs. Who are the top three people in America need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up. Number three, Mariah Carey. There's a reason. There's a reason. Well, Calm down. Stay with me. So, all I want for Christmas is you just went diamond. That's it. That's it. That's it. You have you have climbed all the mountains. You have achieved all the everything. We don't need to hear this song ever the fuck again, fam. And I'm just I'm speaking with a little bit of I'm partial because I grew up in this motherfucker. I grew up when that shit first came out. I remember when MTV made a huge deal out of Mariah Carey's Christmas album coming out. And fam, I never need to hear any of the Mariah Christmas songs ever the fuck again, especially as somebody that wor- that has worked in retail for most of my adult life. Never the fuck again. What else is there? I mean, she's climbed all the things, Randall. She's climbed all of them. She can she can eat off of this song alone for the rest of her life. That's what I'm afraid of. How many kids she got with Nick? Too many. Okay. Too damn many. One, is, son? one is too many. <laughs> she, she got like two. But also, what has she done in the last decade other than all I want for Christmas is you? She got, Oh, no, no. We haven't kept up. She got some slaps. Oh, okay. In the past 10 years. Yeah, yeah, she got some slaps. Okay. Um. Yeah, that last album didn't do it for me, but slaps apparently. I'm I'm more about uh, about her shade and how she shit talks people. Agreed. And treats J Lo, you know. <laughs> her and J Lo, so her and J Lo were really beefing. I don't I don't know her. <laughs> I didn't know that's who that was about. I don't. I don't know her. Uh. <laughs> Cause they used to fuck. Cause they they fucked the same dude. One of them, one of them Latino. A Rod? No, or, no, it was one of them. Or Derek um, Jeter? No, it was a singer. It was a singer. I can't think of his name oh. right now. But he's a he's a well known Tejano Latin singer, and they at one point they were fucking the same dude. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Uh, I, I, she, I think that might have been the same reason she was beefing with Daisy Fuentes. You ain't heard that name in a long time, have you? Wow. Yeah. Damn. Which just tells me that that motherfucker was getting around. Mariah shut down Daisy Fuentes like that? She actually wrote a diss in the Rainbow album. Okay. Shutting her the fuck down. Wow. Didn't name her, but shut her the fuck down. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Mariah, Mariah don't take no shit. Double homicide. Having said that, as far as Christmas shit is concerned, she got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! It's time. It's time. It's time. I'm sick of it. Maybe it's because I work retail and I hate Christmas, but fuck out of here with all I want for you. All I want for is shut you. Shut the fuck up! When the bitches from Mean Girls are singing that shit, it's time to stop. Time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, number two. Uh, Brian Kemp, the current governor, the current governor in Georgia. Yeah, what are you talking about? Does it matter? No. Does it like it's what? So I'm gonna and I'm gonna find this because um, 
Stacey Abrams, as we mentioned before, is running for uh, is running for governor of Georgia in the next election season, and Brian Kemp is not happy about it. And I bet he ain't happy about it mm. because his stock is sliding. His stock is going down like good gas is going up. Mm. And he, when I tell you the tweets, the series of tweets that he put out, it is blatantly apparent that Brian Kemp is saltine crackers, fam. Like, he... he he feels a way, and I can't and and I can't find it here. But he went he went on a, a two or three. And that was another thing. I'm not used to uh, politicians going on like two and three tweet tirades about motherfuckers. Like that's like that shit that like Ari Lennox does. That's that shit I'm used to uh, Brian Kemp doing. And honestly, it doesn't matter what he said. Because most of it was lies. I think the important thing to remember is that the only reason he's saying these things is because he is afraid. Let me let me read what he said. Bust it. <clears throat> With A.C. Abrams in control, Georgia would have shut down. Students would have been barred from their classrooms and woke politics would be the law of the land and the lesson plan in our schools her far left agenda of open borders gun confiscation high taxes and anti-law enforcement policies don't reflect who we are as georgians stacy's never-ending campaign for power has already hurt georgia businesses and cost our state millions all in service to her ultimate ambition of becoming president of the United States. Next November's election for governor is a battle for the soul of our state. I'm in the fight against Stacey Abrams, the failed Biden agenda, and their woke allies. Doesn't it sound like he's fighting for his life, like R. Kelly? To keep Georgia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. That's the white version of R. Kelly talking about he's fighting for his life. Y'all remember yeah. that shit when he just lost his fighting shit? Fighting for my life! <laughs> Y'all killing me with this shit, man! <laughs> I hate that white people have learned the word woke, have a complete misunderstanding oh of what it God. means. And have attached it to everything. And just throw it out. We have to stop place. saying it now. We we've been at this. We have to it. abandon it completely because these motherfuckers have it. Really, what, what does that mean? Explain to me what that means, sir. He can't. He can't. Like he can't. He, he used all the right wing bingo words: far left agenda, open borders, gun confiscation. And you know when? And, and you know when? Um, when Republicans are really salty. Is because this is when they start accusing you of trying to uh, be president of the United States. <laughs> because because they know you because they know you can't. They know yeah. They know they can't. They, it, Brian Kemp will never even be on the short list. So he's salty as fuck to somebody probably half his age. Yeah. That's that's been running grassroots her whole career so far. Is just about to come up out of nowhere. I unseat his ass out of his job 
and then probably end up and then probably end up on the presidential cabinet in about ten years, probably less. He coming up. He coming up. Brian Kemp got. In the meantime, we know you scared, fam. Just, just say you just, scared. Just say, hey guys, I'm scared. I don't know what's gonna happen. And we'll be like, oh, thank you, thank you okay. for a minute. If you scared, say you scared. Just say. You if you're from fam. Atlanta, you should be you should be familiar with that song. <laughs> Outcast put it right out there for you. I'm telling you, bro, just say you scared, fam. It's cool. If you scared, say Little John got at least eight songs about niggas being scared. You need to go back and review all of them, sir. I'm telling you. And and then once you're done, get some bass in your voice. Mm. Get some bass in your voice. Uh, uh, do some push-ups. Get you, puff up your chest a little bit and take this L like a fucking man. And while you doing that, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up, ladies and gentlemen, it's Kevin Samuels. Oh, he still? So, there's a rumor. A hot rumor. That Kevin Samuels and Brittany Renner are fucking. And that he is sugar daddy in the shit out of her. Now, if that's not if that is true, he has to shut the fuck up forever. A lot of signs are pointing to it's probably not true. If it's true, Kevin Samuels has to shut the fuck up forever. And everybody that has ever followed him, everybody that has ever bigged him up has to shut the fuck up forever. You mean to tell me that the, that the nigga who has, spent, who has spent the past two years talking about how women ain't shit, talking about how women, how, how women have no survival skills, how women are just using this system that's, made, that's, that's tailor-made for them to win, the blah, 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 whatever the fuck he's talking about. And now, and, and, and how women are just birds, and you can't make this shit up, and all that shit he says, and now he's out here galling the queen of the bird bitches. The Maltese fucking falcon of bird bitches. Brittany Renner. He has to shut the fuck up forever. He has to shut the fuck up forever. And not only do, do the people who follow him have to shut the fuck up. I want the same energy. I want the same energy these niggas had for me. I want the same energy that these niggas had for me when I say things like, Hey guys, maybe we just don't have to talk so crazy to the women all the fucking time. And y'all had all the heat for me. And I was a simp and a pussy pandering ass nigga. I want to know where bitch ass pretty Tony is right now. Oh wow. I wanna know where he I wanna know where Dedrick is right now. Names. If you know if you know where he is, that's that's what ah oh, start naming names. If you know where pretty Tony is, bitch ass right now, I wanna know what he, he has to say about any of this shit. Wow. Niggas who talk shit on the internet who ain't got no fucking hands. I want to know what y'all, I want all the same energy for this nigga that y'all had for me behind your little fucking keyboards because you can't fight. Damn. Same energy, my niggas. And guess what? Oz, but what if it ain't true? Then you're going to be looking stupid. Nope, nope, nope. Because if it's not true, Kevin Samuels still needs to shut the fuck up because he's a fucking scumbag and fuck him. My position ain't changed. If it's true, fuck him. If it ain't true, fuck him and may he burn in hell. He ought to shut the fuck up. The whole fuck and nothing but the fuck up. The fuck forever. 
Wow, I'm really missing all this online, huh? Fuck Kevin Samuels. Fuck Kevin Samuels forever in his ass. Is that a threat or a promise? (laughs) See, you you worried about the wrong thing. I'm sorry. I mean, now granted, depending on whether or not some of these rumors are true about him, he might feel like that's an invitation. All I'm saying is, if it's true, he couldn't have picked a worse beard. And if it ain't true, just fuck him just off of GP. Shut the fuck up! Hit again. Shut the fuck up! Fuck Kevin Samuels forever. My position ain't changed no shit. Now you niggas, if this shit is true, it's a lot of it's, y'all got a lot of man culpa in your future, motherfucker. Same energy. That's all I'm saying. Derail, did we do a podcast? Man, shit. <laughs> all I'm saying. Man. Man, it just just finished up strong in the fourth quarter. That's all I'm saying. Came with the energy. Sober. My goodness. See, see what sobriety does? Sober. Yeah. Nigga, get used to this. Okay. Well, I mean, now to be fair. There will probably be events where I will be drinking, not on this podcast, but like this podcast will run. I I will have a few. I'll have some more sober moments to come. Good. Good. Uh, I also bought these big heavy ass weights so I can get back. So I can get back on my fitness. Oh, here we go, nigga. I, I I I it was a mistake. I I ordered the wrong ones. Uh huh. And I figured, well, I got one. I can't do shit with just one. I might as well get the other. Now I got just two big-ass dumbbells that are both uh, 50 or 60 pounds a piece uh, at the house. So now I just, now I look like them, uh, now I look like them niggas that just be out of control lifting. And you, you know, the ones where they have, where they take the weight and they have to push it up with their knee yeah. to get it up. <laughs> now I'm one of them motherfuckers. So, yeah, that's happening. I feel you, man. Look at you, big dog. Getting right up. Getting, man, just getting back on the track. Getting back on track. Getting getting back to getting getting the road back, uh, you know. So, um, thank you, guys. Been a great show. Uh, love you forever for listening. Um, y'all better keep coming with them letters, man. Y'all better keep coming with these fucking listener letters because y'all can't come back and open up strong like that and then fall off. No more weeks off. No more weeks off. Them some strong listener letters. So y'all have raised the expectations again. Um, uh, D. Randall, church announcements. Um, I have none. Okay. I don't. So keep an eye on your social medias in December. Something is coming for 2022. We're going to start 2022 off right we're going to start this shit off right. I'm saying it now to hold myself accountable. We're going to start 2022 off the right motherfucking way. Of course, we're going to do our end, our end times thing or whatever. But also, um, the, uh, the, the 2021 STFU Awards. Who are your candidates for STFU of the year? 
who is the top person in America all year who needs to shut the fuck up? Ooh. Who are your front runners? Give them to us. I'll be asking on social media today. I want them all. I want them. I'll be asking all month. Um, of course, I'm going to do my yearly wrap-up list, all that shit. Uh, and other... Uh, other than that, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You know how we do it. We're going to be here to help y'all get through it. Um, this has been episode... 160... 162? 162 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. And I am D. And as always, forever imparting titties. That's how you pod. That is how you pod, goddammit. I mean. Oh.